Howdy, howdy, and welcome to my bloody Judy with your final forgets, myself, Zachary Patton Garcia. And Ian Carlos Crawford. And we're here to talk about The Black Phone today. I I have been so excited for this damn movie. It's gotten pushed back like twice, I think. Um, but we finally saw it. Ian went out to see it in the theater. I went out to see it in the theater, and I... I we usually go out, if, we, if it's a theater movie, we'll usually go out, we'll watch it, and we'll come back and not, like, we haven't talked about it yet, so we'll see kind of where we think we fall on it. And I'm usually really good at, at you know, predicting where you fall on it. I don't know yes. if I if I know this one. I feel like you enjoyed it. You probably didn't think it was scary, scary, um, but you probably felt the same beats of tension that I did. And you would maybe give it a 3.5 out of 5. Ooh, you're um, almost correct. Almost. Okay, go ahead. Wait. <laughs> Tell me where you correct so, me. Zach is way better at predicting <laughs> than I am with predicting him. Um, I feel like sometimes I'm good at like, I know like if it's like outside of your genre, I'm like, oh no, he won't like. Like I know that, but everything else. Um, I actually, it was one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, <gasps> like oh, I would say. I love that. I would say this X scream and everything everywhere all at once have been my four favorite movies of the year so far there you go I and mean, we are having a fantastic year for horror right like mainstream horror too because there's a bunch of horror movies that come out all year long but like right. this is a really good year for mainstream and i would completely agree i think this is one of my favorite movies of the year and i'm really fucking stoked to hear you say it because i never get that out of him that's the thing unless it's scream i don't usually get that out of out of ian he'll usually be like it's okay it was good it was okay it's i mean fine. i did agree Everything else that you said about what I would think was true, except for my grading, because yeah. um, I did think like there, like I was like, because my mom, my mom, you know, she my mom loves like mystery thriller type stuff. She was like, oh, was that really scary? Because I thought it was a murder mystery, but then I saw their ghosts, and I was like, I don't know, you might like I could see where someone who like isn't that into horror but likes like a thriller murder mystery type mm -hmm. shit could get into it, right? Yeah, I think so. I but I it, think it might be too bloody for her with the bloody kids. Oh, I don't know what she thinks about blood, but like it's it's very bloody. It's very. I mean, obviously, uh, at the start of every episode, you should already know that we're going to do spoilers. But um, it is the trailer. It just is the yeah. trailer. Like, there's not a whole lot more to it. It's just a really put well put together like story, and it's a tight like hour and forty minutes. Um, I think this movie had the potential to, I think I would have been even okay with it being like two hours plus just for me, because you know what kind of, that this falls into my wheelhouse, right? Um, but at an hour and 40 minutes, I think it, they did really well with it. I thought, I thought everything was like completely top notch in this movie from the pacing to the, like the character work that we did, because I don't know why, but when we opened the movie, I thought I knew the movie was set in present day. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, sometimes you just make up things in your head from like watching the trailer. And I thought it was like the killer had been nabbing kids since like 70s till like the present day. Um, so when we first met the kid, I actually was like, oh, is he Ethan Hawke? And then I was like, oh no, <laughs> I love he's that. gonna die. And then like, he'll help the next kid. And then I was like, oh, no, this is the main character. Like, yeah, I think – and I went into that too because you did see – like I said, it's just you go through the trailer and the, it, all the shots are basically the movie and it's it's a really concise timeline of the movie. And you don't yeah. see a lot of horror outside of that. Like when she runs into the – like when the ghosts appear in front of in front of Gwen while she's riding her bike, that's the only time she sees ghosts, you know. So it is very 
I mean, well, it's aside just, from her dreams and her yeah. dreams. And I think going into a movie, usually sometimes we expect to see a little bit more. You know, we expect to see the extras. And there weren't really any extras. So, But I think it was okay. I think it really worked here. Um, I love true crime. So this was right up my alley. I, I thought this was fantastically done. I thought it was... It was creepy. It was creepy. This is like horror that I like because it wasn't particularly, and I've seen a lot of people saying this, that it's not like boo scary. It's not really yeah. too scary. There are some jumps in it, but overall it's just eerie and like creepy and kind of, you know, nags at the paranoia you might have a little bit, you know, walk into your, your car after a Barnes and Noble shift at night and the parking lot's empty. <laughs> well, and like it's more... um intense scary, yes right where it's yeah. not like it's again like you said there's not a lot of jumps but it's like when fucking ethan hawk is wearing that mask and he's anywhere near that kid you're just like oh, please don't stab this child like you're yeah. like very like nervous um and you know i thought that kid i really really was worried we were gonna get a bleak ending and i think that would have like maybe killed the movie i was for waiting me. for it I think when I thought right. he was walking out of the house at the end, I thought he was going to be like a ghost already or something like that. Yes. I don't know. Some sixth sense shit. It, well, it, it it really does play on your expectations and in going into the movies, right? We all have mm -hmm. expectations, and I've really been trying to temper that because I've been getting let down by movies. Um, yeah. And it really does play on the fact that they know we're going to have expectations, and what they're showing us is exactly what's going to happen, right? Like with Ethan Hawke at the end, and I, when he like takes him out – it wasn't easy, right? Like it wasn't an easy takeout, but it happened pretty quick. And then I thought Ethan was going to like, you know, come running up the stairs or something or be like around a corner. You know, it, it just doesn't happen like that. Um, when he leaves the house, he, he's free. He's, he's good. Let's go into it a little bit. We can get, get a little more detailed. Um, Gwen, this, the, the main kid is named Finney and his little sister is Gwen. And she gets like, she has dreams and her dreams usually come true. And it, like they tell her things. She is a fucking rock star and she stole the entire movie. Okay. I like, I, I thought both kids were really yeah. good, but she like, she, they gave her some of like the, and the movie did the thing that you and I both like, but I'm, you are okay without it, but I know you like it too. And I'm like, not always okay without it. Mm -hmm. Where like, she was still like, funny and fun and like really yeah. like she was the dynamic very dynamic character right where like we saw that she had this terrible fucking father but she still was pretty like ambitious and like i don't know like you felt bad for her but you and you love and like i was i truly like i feel like most of the time the reason i didn't want the brother to be dead was because i was like don't leave this little girl alone. i know like, i know i was worried so cool about that and wonderful right like, i didn't want her to have to have a scene where she finds out her brother was dead and i yeah. felt like that's where it was going and i was so happy that we didn't get that because she really is she stole my heart as soon as he called the police uh she they the detectives <laughs> come in to see her and she's like what did she call him fart knocker. I, oh i thought she called him like fucking chicken tenders or something like that i've had that in my mind for all weekend that she called him like fucking chicken tender sticks or something <laughs> <laughs> she does but, use it. She does like use a bunch of other insults, but fart knockers is the first uh, one. She she's real, and she she gets a lot of language in those movies. If you don't like children cussing, I know there's certain people out there who get a little you know turned off by that. But she is fucking. Um, she's a really good character. Do you know she is the? Um, her name is Madeline McGraw, and she is the sister of Violet McGraw, who is in Haunting of Hill House, and she's the little girl, and she was. Um, she played the little girl version of Nell and she was in Dr. Sleep, the little girl who dies at the beginning. Wait, her sister or her? 
her sister, Violet McGraw. Oh, oh okay. So okay. she's the sister of Violet McGraw. Um, and Violet McGraw, like, in my mind, is always going to be that age, but she has to be, like, what, 12 now or something like that? <laughs> it's, right, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Um, but she, I, I thought she was just so fantastic. And she, like, the way they kind of set up her dreams and that these are things that she knows she needs to, like, kind of temper because her dad is this alcoholic father and he is, the dad's a really hard one, right? I think the dad situation there, there was, there's a scene where she's, he's beating her with the, with the belt in the kitchen. And that was really hard to watch. Um, I think out of the entire movie, that was the hardest scene for me to watch, I think. And uh, she does really good, like child acting screaming. And you just are like, yeah. it like is, it hurts to watch. Like, mm. but she has this defiance in her where she knows who she is. Like, it's weird that at this age, they, they, write this character as a girl who already knows who she is and just understands that she has to temper that around certain people. So around yeah. her dad, she has to temper that. But even when he's beating her, she's not like cowering, you know, she just like is defiantly love, like, it was yeah. good. It was so good. And that's like, I feel like that's a character written for you and I, like that's like mm. an automatic, like, Oh, Eden Zach will love this yeah. like girl. Who's like, Oh, fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? And There's a final girl in the making. I feel like we need more of her as she grows up. <laughs> right? Like, I just, uh, yeah. And I really liked their relate. I thought they had, like, a very sweet relationship, the yeah. brother and sister. Um, in the beginning, I couldn't tell. I was like, oh, is that a girl he has a crush on? Because I just thought it was like, she picked him up and they were walking to school. And then I was like, oh, that's his sister. Yeah. Um, But, like. I really liked that she was like the sassier, like shittier one. And he was kind of like the more like quieter. A little meeker, one. right? And, yeah. And she, oh my gosh, there's one scene where her, so the brother's name is Finney when he's, he's like getting his ass kicked at one point in the movie. And she runs up to these like three bullies, With a grabs rock. a rock and she's like fucking bad. Mind you, how old do you think she was in this? Did they say? Right. She's gotta be like 10, <laughs> maybe nine. Right. Um, and she like starts beating their asses and they like kick her in the head and, and she, I love the fucking moment where one of the bullies the, who got hit in the head and he's like bleeding profusely and leaned up against the fence trying to recover. And after she gets kicked in the head, she goes and sits next to him and they're both just like, yeah. <laughs> it's just bananas. It's like so crazy. But it was just really good. Um, and I like the, I, I agree with you. I like the brother sister relationship and we see their closeness, right? It's not like a, because you usually get the brother sisters like, Ugh. Yeah, My sister, My sister. I don't. But they're really close, you know. And they they're must, like they're like a team, right? They're a little team. They're almost like twins, but you know, a little bit off in age. Um, she's just great, and you know, Ethan Hawke. I was really coming to this movie for Ethan Hawke, and I left just thinking all about Gwen. You know, I thought she was. I just mean, but amazing. he's he's also really good at. Oh yes, too. everybody in this was good. Everyone, I didn't think there yeah. was a, a single bad person. I do want to talk about Finny for a little bit because did you get a you got a queer reading from this movie, right? I mean, I didn't know I, what to think when I was when I was going to talk about the once I realized it was his sister, I was like, oh, is he going to be closeted? Um, because it was that felt like gay boy and straight girl like team up. That's what yeah. that felt to me. Um, so, yeah, I definitely because as I was watching it, I'm like, oh, see, he, he turns into Ethan Hawke. It's gonna be <laughs> I love that. That's, that's exactly where your bond was. That, that this was Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Little Ethan Hawke who turns into a gay serial killer. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I 
I was just like, man, don't make it be because he's closeted and then he yeah. becomes a killer. And then that was, I was completely wrong. They just don't try to, I love that they don't try to do anything like that. They don't try to like make it any deeper than it already is. He's um, a killer, yeah. Yes, it's just like kids being snatched up on the street and that's creepy enough and that's deep enough, right? And we should already recognize that. And that's, and I, that's all I, they do with it. I love that the supernatural had nothing to do with the killer. Like, I mean, it did, but you know what I mean? It, the killer had no supernatural- yes. He was just like a crazed man mm-hmm. who liked murdering children. So Finney is is this young boy who does read as very queer. Uh, and he has these bullies who very like they do some on the nose stuff. Like they call him a faggot. They yeah. they have another guy come in. What's the other guy's name? I forgot what his name is. Um, Robin. So they have another guy named Robin come in who Robin is Hispanic and everybody bullies him for being Hispanic, but he like knows what is it? Karate. Is that what he knows? He knows. self. He like nearly, he like almost killed that one. Bully. Yeah. He's really good with self-defense. So like if anybody calls him, you know, somebody calls him a beaner at one point and he, he like kicks their ass. Right. So he's really good at that. And there's one moment where Finney's in the bathroom and the bullies come in and they're about to like fuck him up and they're getting ready to. And Robin comes in and they all leave because they I don't, they that. don't want the smoke with Robin. And Robin has this like headband. Right. And this is why it was queer for, me as he walks in they start talking about like he needs to he's like you you know if any at some point you need to defend yourself and then they go into like well do you want to come over to my house and help me study also we should go see the texas chainsaw massacre together i'm like queer queer it's gay this is gay (laughs) i i was like that was another like for me i was like oh like that's his like secret boyfriend but i almost like Robin being just like this cool straight guy who's like, don't pick on the gay kid. Like, yeah. she's cool. it's Chill. well, it doesn't. So you're you're gonna probably read into it. However, your your kind of life is right now, right? So like, I'm queer. So like, I'm gonna read it. I'm looking for queer stories. So I'm automatically gonna read into it like that. But it doesn't. It's not doing that. Been a lot of conversation about like audiences' interpretation lately. But I think this is where it works really well in that. It's not necessary to the story to make it go one way or the other. And I think the, however you want to read into it, it works just fine for the entire audience. Um, yeah. I, and I was kind of happy that they didn't set them up to be like, you know, these boys who were like kind of, you know, crushing on each other because Robin dies. Right. And I wouldn't I would have hated for us to, you know, get the uh, the barrier gay thing. I I like the the thing the movie did really well was make you feel bad and like you yeah. felt because like you like that kid because he helped you know our main character who's just like more reserved quieter nerd yeah and he was like a badass and he was like a fighter and then he gets fucking killed by it. like like that scene i was like i kind of liked the way they filmed his connection it was almost like yeah. dreamlike because it when was he's like, like very walking slow mo up to the oh my gosh and I, I didn't expect it that was one of those moments that i didn't expect right um and probably should have but it just, right. I figured they had the kid at the beginning go missing, and then Vinny was going to be the next one, right? Um, or he was going to be Ethan Hawke, you know, however you wanted to read it. <laughs> and then they do. Or if they, you're dumb, you thought he was Ethan Hawke. <laughs> and they do another shakeup, and another kid goes missing, right? We have two kids go missing before Finney goes missing. And it was very sad. It was very sad because I did grow to like Robin a lot. And I loved yeah. that they were, ta- they were bonding over Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, I immediately got a read on Robin. As this kid who like goes, you know, his uncle takes him to watch scary movies and like he's getting to watch all of these scary, you know, he's, a couple years later he would have watched Halloween, Ian. He would have watched Halloween. Yeah, and he would have loved it. Robin would have loved <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't. Uh, so he goes missing. 
there's a Finney's into another girl. I think this is the part that could have been cut out. It's like he's into another girl and he's kind of like yeah. crushing on her. And they have like weird little moments there, but like I'm like, oh. I think this is the part where we don't we didn't because even like at the end it's like cute because okay he goes to sit with her but she's just like hey finny and it's yeah. like all right like she just never plays into the story and i think if she played yeah. into the story at one point maybe like gwen went up to her or something like that I don't, it would have been it would have made more sense for her to even be there but i yeah. just didn't understand why she was there i i liked the moment where like he they 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 tell everybody to partner up and we've all had that moment right where we don't know who to partner with and we feel like we don't you know have the friend to to ask to be a partner or we're too shy to like speak up and i love that they showed that right and then the girl came up and partnered up with him um i just liked how they painted finney overall as this meeker kid who was a little bit scared alive a little bit and then he has to go through this like the very final girl like transformation it really right it really is um and the thing is, the thing that they did well, which you and I both always love in horror, is like they took their time setting up. Like we didn't rush right into, you know, like the first kid is kidnapped right away, but Finney is not. Right? Yeah. He's going through, you know, this like awful abusive dad and like going like as the bullies and like I really appreciate a quieter setup. Yeah. While like you know, there's it's still happening because there's like the grabber's still like killing fucking kids like around the area but it's more happening peripherally till it's Robin and then till it's him. Yeah. But like, I really like that. We took our time, you know, and like you said, it's not even that long the movie, but we did like set up him and his sister pretty well before we got to like the action. And I got to say when he fucking grabs him, that was real. Like that was a scary, right? When it was exactly the trailer. So we should have expected it. (laughs) (laughs) It happens exactly like like it goes in the trailer. But like to see like as soon as he comes out, he has the balloons and like Finn figures it out just like a second too late when he's like, wait, are these black balloons? And then he's like, got him in his spray. What the fuck is he spraying on his face? Uh, it had to have been like, I figured like chloroform in some sort of like hairspray format or something. I don't know how this, I don't kidnap people, guys. I don't know how this goes. Okay. <laughs> we love horror movies. We're not into like committing the acts. But um, like it goes in his eyes and his mouth. But it does like... happen like a second too soon. Like that he right. figures it out because I did expect a couple more beats where he sees the balloons. He realizes what's happening. He turns, maybe tries to get away. And there's like a little bit more. Again, they're just playing with your expectations, but it happens like boom, boom, boom. And he's fucking like in the car. Right. Yeah. And I do, I, I like the point that you make, like everything's happening really uh, peripherally in that you, if you really look at it, it's like getting closer and closer to him as the you know movie goes on like it's at a distance he like met somebody at the beginning that who gets grabbed but then like his friend gets grabbed and so like that hits him a little closer to home and it just like gets closer and closer until it is him and i was fucking scared for this kid when he got grabbed and like got stuck into the basement um let's talk about ethan hawk because ethan hawk really is the the name star of this movie right Um, well yeah and like oh sorry go ahead no go ahead um, he he did a very good job of playing the like I was just constantly worried he was going to flip out and like the kid mm. um, like you know I, eventually it was like oh this half kid who's there till the end but like you know I guess I'll like stab him a few times or do like terrible yeah. things to him and I was worried literally every time he went down in that basement I was like oh is yeah. he going to hit this kid is he going to him like I was like worried because he did a really good job which is saying a lot because he was wearing a fucking mattress face for the entire movie. Yeah. But like the unhingedness, you felt it where he's like talking very evenly to him and he's like, I won't do anything you don't want me to do. And like, yeah. you know, he's lying. And like, 
He's saying it all in like youth pastor voice, but you know he's oh like, Oh my god, it is murder. youth pastor voice. He like heightens it because when he talks to his brother, he's talking in a very normal tone, right? And then uh-huh. he like heightens his voice, he's like talking like that, you know? It's yeah. very much like uh we didn't see him wear like the uh the pedophile glasses of the eighties, did we? <laughs> no. That they do in every movie. Well, it's very much that voice that you always see in those movies. Um mm-hmm. Oh my god, he does do youth pastor voice. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't trust those voices, so I know that is weird. That's creepier. That's even creepier. He. So I was afraid that this is like. I was afraid that he was gonna hurt the kid, but then there was a point when I was like, "Oh no, is he gonna rape this child?" Because I really won't like that, and I was like really worried that because like, um, when one of the ghosts is like, "Oh, you play naughty boy," and he punishes you, then it's his favorite. Yeah. Uh, And I was like, I can't tell if they're saying like then he kills you because it's like he plays a game, so he can't kill them yet. And then I was like, what the fuck? Oh, God. And I was yeah. like, oh, like, I don't want to, like, get to that. And I think this just keeps going back to our expectations, right? Because we're yeah. so, like, we're kind of, like, you know, dirtied up a little bit from some of our past experiences <laughs> <laughs> in horror. But I think this knows exactly what it is. And it knows that a child being kidnapped already is, is, is yeah. bad enough, right? We don't even get a whole lot of Ethan Hawke. We don't get a lot of backstory. We don't get a, I was surprised we got the brother because the brother said a lot. It added a lot to Ethan Hawke's whole backstory because we didn't even get a name for, for the grabber, did we? Did we? I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't um, think so. You posted on on Twitter today saying we were going to be recording for this, and Final Gay on Twitter said, uh, "You you said what did y'all think of it?" And he said, uh, "It was good, kept me entertained the whole time, but I was kind of expecting a bit more. Like I feel like I needed more of the grabber, but also less is more sometimes. Like he's scary, and maybe that's why." Yeah. What did you think of that? Because I've seen that a lot that they wanted people were expecting more of the grabber, and again, it's just pretty much as much as we got in the trailer. Yeah, um, I, I mean, at the end when he says, but maybe less is more, that's what I that's what I think. Um, mm-hmm. I'm always, I mean, I say this in my favorite horror franchise is Scream, but I'm always sold on, like, for the person, like, less is always more. Um, do you remember that movie? God, I forget which blonde woman it stars. Maybe Elizabeth Banks? Oh, that's um, that's crazy. That's a crazy, I, I, I don't understand nothing you just said, the blonde woman in a movie. <laughs> Guys, leave it down below. What what movie is this? <laughs> so I think it's called like Mommy or Mom or Mama. And it's like she has like twins and they're adopted. It's Mama and it's Jessica Chastain. Ah, yes. Yeah. Because in that movie, I thought it was scary because we kept seeing that the mom entity was like a crazy, like shrouded shadow with like a cloak. And it looked yeah. really scary. There's like a scene where she's like folding laundry and you only see it behind a love seat, like coming out from like behind it yeah. in the closet. And I thought that was like really scary. And then there's like, you know, it chases her through the house, but it's like a shadow. But then once you see it, it's like, oh. It takes it away a little bit, right? And I think with Ethan Hawke, I do think the less is more approach really worked because he gives us these little keywords or these key phrases where he talks to him and says, uh, you know, we hear about the bad boy or we hear about, um, he very, he, there was a few times he referenced being down there himself as a child and like interacting with that phone before. Right. And sometimes he hears the ring of the phone and isn't sure if somebody else hears it too. Right. But they don't give us any more than that. And I think that works so well because we we're just, you know, we're, we're applying our own story to it, you know, and, it just makes it so much creepier that like we don't we can't get a read on this guy and and what makes it 
you amplifies that is that his mask changes. His mask changed a couple times. I'm blind too. I'm blind. I don't. I don't have context. I didn't see this with context in. And I could still see his mask changing. And I was like, I was like, I don't know who this man is. I never seen the this sad man face one was like the crazy. One oh my god, it was weird. And so I think it just like confuses you and like shakes. It puts you in a bottle and shakes you up a bunch, and you just don't know really how to take him. Um, I was fully expecting a. I think. Do you think sexual assault was implied, or do you think he just didn't? Do you think he did like, that at all? Like with the other kids that he killed? Yeah, I think so. Because I think some of the positioning reads it that way like when he's upstairs and his shirt is kind of open and he's like sleeping by the way ethan hawks looks very nice but from a horror movie perspective you know it, it it's very eerie and also the movie was really well shot because those scenes looked so good when yeah. it's like panning to him in the kitchen the way it was lit like it looked really great right yeah and i love that it's a normal house i have a huge hang-up i've spoken about it i've had a huge hang-up where in the poor house is like you know right sydney prescott's house <laughs> just taking the school bus but like these are normal houses and normal suburbia and i loved i love love loved that there are no sidewalks on the on the on the on it, it makes no sense to nobody else but like there's no sidewalks on the street i just think the the entire design of the entire movie was was really good and really relatable and i it, will say i had trouble figuring out the only thing I had trouble with was like where the I know that he soundproofed the basement, but yeah. I was like, but where is relation to this brother that the brother is actively trying to find out the killer? Granted, while doing a bunch of coke, but like still, you can still hear and like, yeah, it felt like he would have been more edgy about finding out like my brother keeps going in that fucking basement. That's weird. Or there is this like bike lock on our front door. That's weird. God, but can we talk about that for a second? Like the whole brother thing was fucking crazy because Finney immediately pinpoints, well, you're being weird because somebody's upstairs, isn't there? And he yeah. knows it, but the grabber's still telling him nobody's upstairs. Go ahead and scream. Do it. Do it. I dare you. Yeah. Right. And I wonder if Finney had like screamed his lungs off. Right. Then would somebody have heard him? But like, it was like a psychological game, and I think it just, oh my god, like, it just, it's so good. And it's all this subtlety that, that makes it really, really work, right? They're not really, like, hitting you over the head with anything. Well, and, like, when the grabber is, like, I have to go out of town, like, things aren't going well, I kept waiting for a moment when, like, maybe he would run into the little girl, because, like, his day job was, like, you know, he's a manager of a, a supermarket or some shit. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like that wasn't explained because it was like i just assumed it's like oh he has this day job that really interfered the way like mm -hmm. you and i it's like oh, our day jobs interfere with us well i interferes with me recording and it's like yeah. his day job interfered with him you know murdering children he's got a busy schedule there's a lot of true crime cases where somebody will grab you know even a child um and they will have to like it's they usually have an mo right and they usually do things the same way with every child that they kidnap especially if you know they're a serial killer um and there's always in, in every documentary or podcast or anything i've ever heard there's always usually a point where somebody they have to handle one of them a little bit differently because something goes wrong like somebody comes to visit or like and that this is like reads very very true to me have you ever heard of johnny gosh mm -mm. This reminded me a lot of Johnny Gosh. So Johnny Gosh was, I think it was like 80, 81, 82. Um, he was a kid who went out and he was like a paper boy. And so he went out on his paper boy route and he had his wagon, he had his dog with him, a bunch of papers. And everybody started calling his, his house 
and saying, hey, our paper's not here. Johnny didn't show up with our paper, and, like, that didn't happen. And so the dad goes out looking for him and finds the wagon just, like, sitting there on the sidewalk, and the dog's, like, kind of running around, and, like, Johnny's just nowhere to be found, and he was never, you know, he was never found. Um, and it just reads as very, like, this movie reminded me a lot of that, you know? What if the kids even had a flashback that's that? Yes, that's what, that's exactly what I thought of when I, like, it had to have been inspired by things like this. Yeah. And it just makes it scarier than any kind of, you know, they could have come up with some sort of creature feature or, you know, I think they, they, I think that was even scarier than, you know, the dead kids showing up on screen, you yeah. know, like there was a couple of times. The dead, dead kids, kids were like a jump, right? But yeah. Not like, yeah. And I think the movie knows that they're playing on like your, your cycle, your psyche, you know, and. God, it just fucking worked for me. And I really, I do, I do think this was one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, what yeah, else no, and like, well, and I will say that, so the thing I did notice, and I'm not the observant, the moment the cops went in that house, I was like, fuck, it's empty. Like I noticed ah, when they yeah. were in the living room and I was like, he's been dead. Oh no, he's like been dead. This is like two different timelines because it's like the <laughs> sisters in the present day and he died like last year is what I was thinking. Cause like, and especially when they got to that basement, I was like, yeah. oh, he's going to get out. And like, like, I thought he was going to like get to the front door and die is what I thought. Cause we kept going back and forth. I figured out that it was two houses when the brother first answers the door and like leads the cops in and like shows them all his investigative work because they were showing there was one panel of brick on the side of the door that you could see, but they weren't panning out. They weren't zooming out. And she had already seen in her dream the house by now and the tree. There's a very specific tree in the and, and I feel like they would have shown like a wider shot of the house, right? But they didn't show that. They only showed that one sliver of brick. So I'm like, this is a different house, but they're misleading us. Um, but... When they did go into the house, I absolutely thought the same thing that you did. I'm like, fuck, this is like a whole... And then he starts walking out of the front door, and I'm like, he's dead. He's a ghost. She'll see him, but nobody else will. You know? <laughs> like, I just didn't want that for her, right? Like, I just uh, didn't. Like, yeah. give her her fucking, like, partner in crime. Um, And that part, like... So, I cried when the kids hugged. Like, did you? Uh. I, like, very much was like, oh, thank God. Like, and he walks out children. sweaty and, like... like an, an emerged final girl you know like he's been through hell like fucking wild can we talk about his journey for a little bit like his, <sighs> his journey okay so we didn't we haven't really talked about how, what everything he did down in the basement those ghosts gave him every clue that he ever needed to know right <laughs> i i did have like the ghosts like knew but they didn't know everything like i kind of yeah. like that um because for a minute i was like why the fuck are they all giving him different Ways to escape that aren't working and it's because it was a shit that they had tried that they yeah. had failed, right? And so, like, they don't know everything else. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I am, oh, God, when his hand is in the the grate, that's yeah. like the, over the, I thought his wrist was going to break. And I was like, oh, don't, thought, don't break I, his I, I kept expecting Ethan Hawke to just, like, appear behind him at multiple yes. points where he was trying to escape. And we don't ever get anything like that. He never catches him trying to escape, which is wild because it's such, again, a, such an expectation that we have that, you know, a plan is going to be thwarted. And really the only thing that happens is when he goes upstairs and the ghost has told him about the bike lock code and he yeah. gets out. I, I even expected Ethan Hawke to, like, you know. He only wakes up right because of the dog, but he's already out of right. the door by then. And 
it's fucking wild. And he runs out and he's like in, in front of everybody, basically houses turn on their lights. And I was thinking that I probably would have been murdered. That's when I probably would have been killed. Cause I think I would have still screamed just because uh, yeah. I would have been like, don't make me go back to that house. And then I would have screamed and he would have killed me. So I would have been like, yeah, he might not, he wants to murder me so badly and do it in his way. Maybe he won't, but then he would have. And so I was very much the I kid in school who, who was always like, let a school shooter come in. I'll fuck him up. I'll do it. I don't give a fuck. So I, I probably would have died too. <laughs> I was a little sister because one time my brother got into a fight. These like kids would pick on him mm. um, down the street. And I remember they were like picking on him. And I ran up and I punched this fat kid in the back of the head and called him a fat motherfucker. Um, and he hit me and threw me against the wall. <laughs> but you fucking did but it. I was like, but you fucking did yeah, it. I was like, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, <laughs> But so Finney, in this, he like tries a whole bunch of things in this basement. There's a bike lock code written on the on the on the wall. There's a spot, and I didn't really understand the spot on the floor. So he was supposed to dig himself out, right? And he just like didn't have time to do that. Was that what's right, what's happening? The because that was the guy that he played baseball with that told him about yeah. that. So he was like, you keep digging, but like that would take. Where so you going? Long. Yeah, where you yeah. go? Because you got to dig up too. You can't just go and through. Like, that's a floor that you're digging up through then. So how I like that. He just used it to his advantage. Right. Um, right. And then he his used friend, everything. Right. And it was so sad whenever he would get on the phone and they don't remember their own names, you know, and they're forgetting I, their own names. The other time I cried was when Robin was teaching him how to fight. I was like, wait, I love this. Like, this is so weirdly touching, but sad. Yeah. Like his one friend who like defended him in school against all these bullies is like, I'm going to teach you how to defend yourself against this motherfucker. And like he told, did and like yeah. he used it. He told him to pack the phone. It was not the right decision there though. Let me, let me say why. Right. He had the top of a toilet that he could have used. That is a hard fucking thing. You could have like smashed that over his head. Um, but I guess it's harder to, right? Like it was like punching and it's like, I had just, <laughs> I don't know. It worked out. It worked out. Robin, Robin, Robin let him escape, right? Um, and he ended up using the hole in the floor to like get him. And like, I just kept expecting something else to happen. Like when Ethan, because Ethan Hawk goes down pretty easily. Yeah. Um, and that to me, and, and before that, we'd been told that, you know, all of these boys that he was kidnapping were pretty tough guys, right? Who could yeah. defend themselves. And so it was weird that they would go missing. So I thought Ethan Hawk was going to be a little bit more something i don't know and i think it was just really nice that finney was this weaker kid who didn't have to be like big and strong and he could still take down this you know creepy creepy motherfucker you yeah. know using the clues that the the other ones gave him um he goes and down I, I was even hole. afraid with the dog i was like oh god the dog's still there like is the dog gonna do it like i was I afraid i was like, like i was telling finney don't if you kill the dog finney i'm not on your side anymore okay we have <laughs> we have a line here don't cross it <laughs> Kid and I was like, that's when I was like, get the fucking toilet seat, smash that dog to pieces. No, and he did the right <laughs> thing. See, this is why Ian is the villain and Finney is the heroes. Because Finney went and got the piece of meat and threw it in the corner. That dog had nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> um, but and I, and I do, I actually really like that we kept Ethan Hawke's character like for all intents and purposes based in reality, right? Yes. He was just a guy that kidnapped and murdered kids. There was no like... He had, like you said, like you're you're waiting for him to like get back up even after his ankle breaks and he smashes his head in and like you're waiting for that, but we don't get it because he's just 
He's just a guy, right? Yeah, he is a guy, and that's what makes it even creepier, right? It's like it does give you a little bit of hope that you could escape something like this, just like he does. But at the same time, it is you're just your everyday average next door neighbor, right? We didn't even really see him out of mask much. We yeah. didn't see him at his job. We didn't see him doing stuff like that. Um, but he is the guy next door. He's the guy you walk past every single day, right? And he probably didn't look a whole lot weird. And we already know that he like heightens his voice to talk to. To, to these kids, and when he's talking to everybody else, he sounded pretty normal when he's talking to his brother, right? So, like, yeah. you just, you'd never expect it. Um, and I think in that way, just it just worked, and it, I don't know. It well, just, and like, and I think he had, good. like, asthma, right? Because he kept, like, he was, when he was sleeping, he was, like, breathing weird, he would sometimes yeah. wheeze. And I love that it just the whole the whole thing with Finney and all of the boys that were helping him were just was just so nice. And I, the first time that somebody told him, "Don't go upstairs." He's waiting for you. Like, I, I, I could have cried at that. I really could. And that, and that, that moment was so intense, right? Because yeah. you're like, no. And he still was trying to guns. fucking do it. He was still over at the door, and I was like, you said you deserve it, deserved. And I was like, I don't want to watch another child get like beat severely yeah. in this movie. And I was so glad that like, what, halfway up, and then just went right. Yeah, he just went back down and avoided that and he kind of had that just that 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 it just happened to be the psychic kid who got kidnapped right and so he's getting all of these hints from everybody else and it was just nice because it, it's so sad because those kids were forgetting their own names you know yeah. they were forgetting who their identities were and it goes along with you know real life quite well in that a kid will go missing people will talk about it for a week and then you know they forget and we forget about these kids and then they're just lost to Tom until another kid yeah. goes missing. And it's the same sort of cycle. And especially back then, you know, and we, we, you know, there was a lot of kids going missing back then. It's just, uh, it's always the movies that go, Oh, it was a quiet town. Nobody locked their doors. Nobody thought this would happen to this town. And it does. And I like that they did that here. You know, I, I, I do enjoy a setup like that. Um, and I'm really happy he fucking got out and he came out sweaty and like just defiant and he killed the grabber and just good movie, man. It was a good one. And I, and the thing I really liked that Robin said to him, he was like, no, you are a fighter. You just don't fight back. He was like, you yeah. always get up and like, you still like move on so you can take a hit. And I know you can, but now and you're never going to talk now. again. He said, this is the last time you're going <laughs> to, I could cry right now. That was really sad, man. That was that was sad because that's and his that, friend, I and I wanted them to go to through high school together. Right? I wanted them to go see Texas Chainsaw Massacre together. And at that point, I was like, "Oh, this is like me and Zach." Zach would horrible. be like, "Zach's the toughest man at one." I would like, be. I'd be the one on the phone like, telling you, "You can do it, Ian. Take that. Take that." I'd be like, "Take the toilet seat cover. Though. Take that one, okay? The top of the toilet seat. Hit him in the face till it caves in." Exactly. There you go. Kind of one final thing I wanted to talk about this movie. I, I ex again, expectations. I expected them to like rat out the dad to the cops and say he beats us at the very. <laughs> you know, I am. I was curious because I kind of like. I like that it was. Aside from the ghosts, the movie was very much like realistic, right? Because yeah. it's like the abuse of dad is still, you know, like I was, he was like, oh, is he gonna be extremely nuanced. Very yes. nuanced. And I, while it doesn't make me feel bad for him, I did appreciate yeah. that they brought nuance to it. Like when he gets the call that the friend Robin has been kidnapped, I yeah. was like, 
God, is it like in my brain, I was just like, is he going to beat the kids because this kid went missing? But like, that doesn't make any sense. So he was yeah. like a little nice about, right. He was like a little nice about it. And like, yeah. When the little girl went to say like, but what if my dreams can save him? Oh, I was, I was like, oh, oh my God, a ball of nerves. I was like, don't bring that up, girl. Hey, we heard it. Told like, you, do not talk it. about the dreams. I was like, don't say nothing about the dreams. Go to the guidance counselor. Um, <laughs> but I do really appreciate how nuanced they made him because, again, he's not anybody that gets any sympathy from me. Right. Um, he He's not anybody that I, I forgive. I think he's a terrible fucking person, and he's going to leave them with a lot of trauma as they get older, and they'll probably cut him off. But we understand exactly right. where he's coming from, right? We understand that he is very much struggling with alcohol abuse, like alcoholism. Um, his yeah. wife has died and he has got rage issues and he flies off the handle. And then he like, I do think he immediately feels bad about it, which doesn't make yeah. it any better again, right? right. makes yeah. it zero better. But it's nice seeing that more than just like, you know, Jenny's dad and Forrest Gump who just, you know, there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. It makes more sense. Right. Um, and like, and like, like, yeah, like the nuance of like, okay, yeah, of course he's going to be sad and he's going to cry when he sees yeah. his abducted son, even though he like, you know, beat them three days ago. Like that does make sense. Right. It's not like he wants them dead. It's, yeah. um, and I kind of, I half wanted the son to say like, you're never going to touch us. At the end? Yeah. Yes, bitch. Okay. Right. I fully wanted the last line to be from one of them. It, it, probably this probably Finny to be like if you ever fucking touch us again I will kill you or something like that just right, some yeah. little like final line we didn't get it right but I feel like I feel like Finny has come into his own and he, the, he will give that off off camera but well it's there, yeah you know? <laughs> like right I kind of wanted that because like I was yeah. like oh shouldn't they shouldn't they tell the police that he beats them and then I'm like ah. I don't, then they'll get split up. And, but like, yeah. can't one of them say like, never fucking touch us ever again, you piece of shit. Mm -hmm. um, but like, again, I felt like they made it all, all that stuff was like more realistic, right? Cause the kids aren't going to know what to say. Like, yeah, I did. It's, it's like, that's, that's not what they're thinking at that moment. They're kind of just like sitting and taking in the moment and I mean, kind like, of like, holy shit, right? De stressing, yeah. you know, it would have been a full circle moment with a scene of him about to hit Gwen again. And he, Finney comes in after, you know, this whole life changing event says you never fucking do that again. Um, but I think it works super well that we don't ever even hear that. We don't ever even hear a hint yeah, of that. Uh, and we still know that that's how it's going to play out. If he ever tries to touch his little sister again, I fully have faith in Finney now, you know, because yeah. he like didn't couldn't really do anything at the first time. You know, you're right. still very scared. So I think the character development, I think the character development is one of the, one of the best parts of this movie. And I think it's a, uh, gosh, I need more of Gwen. I need more of their little storyline. I, I was like, God, put these kids in the next season of Stranger Things. So <laughs> I know, right? They're about the same age. They're about the same <laughs> yeah, you know, right? time period. <laughs> Fucking good movie, man. Good movie. We're having a lot of good movies this year. X was really a good movie. Scream. We got this. What else is coming out? There's a, there's another one about a nun. Have you seen that trailer? It's about a nun oh, like and like uh, there's a demon coming after her. She goes to like a, a school for priests. I don't know why she's there, but she's there at a school for priests. And then there's a demon I can usually after get into her. that shit. I'm hoping that'll um, be really good. And nope. But did you see the, did you see the new Nope trailer? No. They've played. I've seen I've I've dodged it twice because I'll put my hat down and I'll get on my phone. And okay. I've dodged it. So I haven't seen any of the spoilers in it. But the first it's one not, did it, it for me and it was fun. It's like weird because it does. It just seem like it's a completely different movie in the new trailer and mm. tells you every plot point. Um, 
And like, I still want to see it, but like, I'm like, eh, this feels like it's not yeah. a horror movie anymore. Cause like uh, us also felt once we got that very weird end, it felt like an episode of lost. Yeah. Um, when they're like in the like underground space and like, you know, everything's like still there, but not quite intact. Yeah. And like that felt very lost to me um, where it's like the first half was scary. And then it was kind of like, yeah. Right. Well, and I feel um, like those movies really, really rely on you not knowing enough. Right. Yeah. Um, whereas this movie, it's like you could watch the trailer, see the whole thing, and it still plays out really well. You know, they, they do a really good job because they don't have to have any. Sort of, uh, it's the, the story is simple enough to not have to rely on twists and turns and a story that you, you sh- probably shouldn't know before you go into the theater. And with Nope, I don't want to know any of that fucking story. So that's what I was thinking. Cause you still, did you, did you see everything everywhere all at once? Mm-hmm. This and everything everywhere all at once, two of my four favorite movies of the year, both like if you describe the plot in like very basic terms, I would yeah. be like, eh. But then, like, it's the execution that does it, Yeah, I think. And, like, for me, I love a movie where I can see, like, that's kind of where I'm thinking Nope will be. Because, like, even, like, even though, like I said, I think of Jordan Peele's movies, like, they seem more psychological thriller. Yeah. I still like them, and they're enjoyable. So, like, even though Nope in the newest trailer does give you the whole fucking plot, I feel about that I did about, like, those movies where it's like, okay, well, eh whatever it'll still be enjoyable like the ride will be enjoyable yeah. um because black phone you know okay it's about kids being a, a, a kid who's kidnapped by like a serial kidnapper murderer yeah. right and then add in the like but there's a telephone that ghosts call to help that would sound i would probably say oh that sounds stupid yeah. right but it no i would right. not say that no i don't agree with you i don't think that would sound stupid. i, know, I, said, I would say that sounds yeah. stupid okay. i don't know <laughs> It, it I think that's the little bit that like really drew me in. Oh, the true crime already drew me in, but then the little bit was the phone in the trailer the first time I saw the trailer. One of those weird, 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 weird exceptions where it uh it does live up to the trailer, even though we've seen everything in the trailer. You yeah. know? Like Halloween kills really fucking bumped me out, man, because it just you saw everything in the trailer and it really left no surprise. I, I didn't remember you being like Marion better not die. Me being like, you see her dead in the trailer. And you're fucking like, oh. pissed. Oh my God, man, <laughs> man. Do you know how much promotional like stills and clips and like little TV reels and everything they put out for that damn movie in the weeks leading up to it? I was like, stop. This is the movie. What are you doing? I could put together the clips. And, <laughs> and then I bet, it was. Like... I bet your ass they don't do that this time. I bet you they won't do that this time because um, they're not even releasing stuff yet. I was waiting for June because it's usually June that they release a Halloween trailer. So is it okay? Yeah. I was one. I thought it was. I was thinking it should drop soon, but yeah, I'm wondering. I don't know. I think they should just leave it till a week before. Do it. I'm gonna go see it anyway. <laughs> we'll go like, anyway. No, no, I feel like no company's doing that though. Being like, no trailer. Nope. This is the third movie though in that franchise. I feel like they do it. I think they could do it and it would still be successful. They could. Mm. Yeah, and they but they could also do a trailer that's just like Lori talking with scenes from the previous ones. Yeah, all they got to do because they're gonna advertise the hell out of this as Lori's final hell, yeah. which is super fucking sad. Let's just I know guys at this point we're just doing a little rant that you're listening to, but I am going to be a ball of tears when Lori's final scene comes on. This is the last time we're getting until like age sixty maybe um, that we're getting a Halloween movie with laurie strode or jamie lee curtis as laurie strode like that's that's very sad you know 
this was a, as messy as it was, as messy as the journey was, this is her franchise, and, you know, she's oh, been yeah. with it for however many years now. That's pretty, it's going to be like that when Sydney has her final movie, and you'll be the one, the volunteers, right? Are you kidding? I was going to say, I'll probably cry at Laurie's final scene, knowing it's her scene. Doesn't have to be Sydney. Uh, <laughs> cry uh, anyway. It's gonna be awful. I can't believe it's this year. I almost cried when I saw her post on Instagram and say it's her final time playing Lori. But uh, <laughs> I, guess I we'll... love when you're emotional because I'm always emotional. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, what did you guys think of the black phone? Did you did you like it? Did you think it was too slow? Did you not? Did you expect more jumps? I don't know. Overall thoughts, let us know in the comments or on Twitter or however you want to let us know. And, uh, yeah, we'll, sit, we'll talk to you next time, I guess. Bye.